Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to the Innovation Community Podcast. Today, I'm here with Dag Piper, uh, an industry innovation leader who has spent his career in, in quite a wide array of functions like marketing, innovation, and most recently in technical insights. So great to have you with us. Hi, Paul. Thanks for being here. No problem. And I, I was interested to reach out because uh, one thing that really caught my eye on your on your bio on LinkedIn, being contagious in delivering inspiration, insights and trends to drive disruption and change, which is a, a pretty concise way to uh, describe your role. Tell us about yourself in a few words. Uh, yeah, thanks, Paul. So, um, yeah, you might not imagine, but I'm a teacher, a school teacher by training. Uh, but I discovered very quickly that's not my passion. And uh, that's, that's why I moved more into consumer insight and marketing. Uh, and I got a, a passionate networker and trend scout and mainly, for sure, as you mentioned, the consumer insight person, always looking for new weak signals and trends and translate them into consumer insight platforms and opportunity fields. Mm. And where did your data career really start or your data innovation, should I say? Oh, this was, uh, you know, this was uh, early 90s, uh, very long ago, and uh, where we did our first, I would say, regression analysis with different data sets. And I still remember this times in the late 80s, early 90s, we still had to calculate a lot of stuff overnight just to have the uh, capacities from, from our uh, computers. And uh, what you talk about today regarding modeling and AI, we did this, but with a different word on this one. Hmm. And, and what really interests you about working in this space? Uh, for me, data is fantastic today because you can clearly get uh, a holistic view uh, on consumer behavior. You have direct results. So it's very easy to uh, collect data and you have all the tools available and all the speed and capacity to work on them and to extract the knowledge you could never have done before. Mm. Fantastic. And we've, we've touched a little bit on your career in, in FMCG and in, in chemicals and um, most recently back in that space. What are some of the major successes that you've achieved throughout your, your tenure? Um, yeah, I think the um, um, main, main point, I would say that's my family. <laughs> so I'm extremely proud of my family and my four kids. I think that's one of the major successes I could uh, really mention here. But for sure, there are others from, from the business side as well. So uh, from people's side, I would say I build a lot of highly engaged teams around the world. Uh, we build a lot of predictive modelings for different product categories. And I think uh, being a strong networker and bringing people together, I'm extremely proud of uh, the different organizations of uh, global network meetings we did, where we really brought together um, different minds. And at the synergy of very different people, we, find, we found a lot of cool new ideas and cool new opportunities for the business. Mm. Yeah. And uh, just on that note, tell me about a time that you affected change in a major organization, whether that was through building these, these programs or, or maybe, maybe another aspect. Now, let me give you uh, two examples. I think, uh, first of all, um, one was uh, in 2000, uh, in the early 2000 in the merger, when I was working in Simwise, which was formerly Harman and Weimer and Dragoco. And, um, I think one of the major successes was in this kind of phase of merger and acquisition uh, and merging two companies together. It was extremely tough and hard and difficult to keep the team on the one side motivated and uh, engaged, but on the other hand, not forgetting the business at the side. And this was on the global scale. This was really, really tough to get this done. And I'm really, really proud about this, that this really worked out thanks to the 
brilliant minds in the team. And um, I think uh, the continuous cost pressure we have in every company today, um, it's extremely difficult to keep product quality high. So how can you engage your team and uh, drive the mindset and the purpose as well to say that product is always first? And um, then uh, what you can see in different uh, companies today, the consumer insight budget usually is always under pressure. Um, the financial guys always look for a reduction of cost and they might find the consumer insight budget. And uh, that's why uh, it's always under pressure. You always have to argue why you need this amount of budget. And I think data today give us a fantastic uh, opportunity in the, in the interface between knowledge management and data. Uh, you can extract fantastic insights with much less money and uh, with perhaps even stronger insights. Mm. Yeah, that's a, a really great point to bring up. I mean, where are you currently seeing organizations leveraging technology to to help with that 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 problem? Now, I think this is on uh, on three levels. I would say, uh, on the first hand, I would say uh, for sure the obvious one. It's about uh, global communication. So everything you have regarding what we do today about Zoom. Uh, Skype, FaceTime, and everything else. So we need to uh, make con communication easy, and but even face-to-face -face, uh, possible via technology, which wasn't impossible, it wasn't possible before. So it's really great for engagement of global teams as well. On the other hand, you have increasing possibility, and you can only see what's coming if you look at what's happening in China, what AI is doing in terms of predicting consumer behavior and uh, getting much more out of the consumer than we can get out of it today. And for sure, for me personally, it's much easier in terms of scouting for weak signals. So we looked through the social platforms like TikTok, like Instagram and the others. Mm. And it's so cool and so easy to extract knowledge and to get access to this kind of uh, influencer, influencer who help us to drive change and to bring the world to, uh, to another place. Yeah, that's... Um, that, that's uh... You know, TikTok and, and, and those newer platforms, it's good to, 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 to hear that you're uh, seeing that, that adaption being made by these big corporations as well. What was the biggest impact, would you say, that you made on a transformation? Um, yeah, I would, I would say um, from the people side, definitely uh, keeping uh, global teams engaged. Uh, it might sound very weird and easy, but it's highly difficult. I think in a, a very complex world we are living today, uh, in a strong world, uh, war for talent you, ha you are in. Um, as soon as you have changed, people have different mentalities in order to react to change. And if you keep your, your team highly engaged and still driving change and keep the, the pace from the business, I think you reached a lot um, what you have done. And I think uh, what I did as well, I, um, I created transformation myself. So not only driven through M&As or others, but I, do it, I did it... Um, by the implementation through new tools. So really always inventing new tools, thinking about new tools uh, and uh, using these tools to drive change in the company uh, via uh, new trend scouting tools and uh, communication tools. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier as well, a point I want to latch on to um, about people, about buying that way. How do you, you engage and communicate with your senior leadership team on these issues? Yeah, that's a very good one. Um, I think uh, for me, there are mainly four points uh, I would mention. The first, of, the first, I think, is mine seems obvious, uh, is about listening. I, only, <clears throat> I always say, tell my people, listen, listen, listen. Uh, there's an obvious um, 
reason why you should listen more than you speak because you have two ears and one mouth, which is already a clear sign you have to listen more. Um, then, on the other hand, what we do, you have to anticipate needs. So really to understand the, um, the implicit needs from the senior management and all, not only the explicit ones, those which are obvious, but which are the ones which are really working uh, senior management and where we can help them to solve problems. The third, I would say, it's what we do is a, I'm doing a continuous engagement um, through news feeds, uh, through new insight uh, messages and so on, using um, different platforms uh, which really help from a technology point of view to access the mobile phone of the senior management because then you are directly in contact, which was much difficult, more difficult before because you had to go through secretaries and others. Um, and then uh, to really understand what are the pain points and the passion on both sides, on the positive and negative side, where we can really go in and say, hey, we can help you and uh, see what we do. And then it's much easier in terms of discussion to, um, to, to get uh, feedback and to get support on what we do and what we want to do in the future. Mm. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a fantastic way of looking into how we're doing it now, but also how difficult it was in the, in the past as well. Where are you currently seeing the biggest opportunity for improvements in, in organizations at the moment? Um, there are a lot. <laughs> let, me, uh, let, me, let me give you some uh, which are quite obvious for me. Uh, on the one hand, I would say um, less and better meetings. Um, it sounds obvious for sure. Everybody's talking about this, but nobody's doing anything. So what I did in my team, I, um, I did different meetings. I did, for example, um, a decision meeting no seating, only standing, maximum 10 minutes. Uh, second was um, a typical uh, discussion meeting. A discussion meeting was about maximum 30 minutes and a certain number of people. And the other was a creativity meeting, which was obviously outside uh, in a cool location like WeWork. Or I've created a design thinking room recently in our organization, which helps a lot to get really creative, not in a uh, very boring meeting room. And there's one a Dutch company for the moment uh, who invented a new system where they say, okay, you, have, you are your own businessman in the company. Whenever you are invited to a meeting, you charge 80 euros to the person inviting you. And this decreased the amount of meetings by 35%. Huh. Um, the, the, second, the, the second thing I think is about breaking down silos. Uh, something we talk about the, uh, already in the 80s. It's really breaking down the silos between R&D marketing, which is very obvious, but as well, as well in terms of um, logistics, uh, commercial and so on, is so connected today uh, in terms of supplier and uh, background integration that if you don't break down the silos, you, you will lose in the future. Um, and last but not least, I would say um, spend more time with your customer or consumer and less with your laptop because I can see in companies uh, people are spending 80% of their time uh, in, on laptops, on their emails. This will never bring a company ahead. So spend more time with those you're, sp you're selling products to uh, and, mm. and engage them and learn what they need and what they don't need. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic advice. And, and you know, we, we, we delved into a lot of your experience, but in your opinion, what was the biggest mistake that you made during your career? Um, <laughs> I think there were a lot. <laughs> uh, I was um, thinking about that. I would say the, the biggest I've done are two. Um, first of all, um, 
early 2000, I uh, didn't accept a job offer from Google. <laughs> I should have gone there. <laughs> um, there were obvious reasons from a family perspective that we didn't do that. Um, on the other hand, I would say I would have loved to spend more time uh, abroad. So really, I, I traveled the world for sure the last 20 years, but I would have, I should have spent at least five more years uh, in South America, North America, in Asia, to really better understand consumers and cultures and to really immerse into different culture, which I, what I didn't do. Mm. Well, maybe when the podcast goes out, Google will come, will come knocking again. Yes, it would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there from Google, uh, you, you heard it here first, uh, Dag Piper. Uh, just last few questions then. What's the best piece of advice you received throughout your career? Um, I would say um, the best advice I got that's what I mentioned perhaps already twice in the, the answers of the questions is um, that you should always give more than you take. I think it's not only an, a good advice for networking, but it's a good advice for daily behavior. Always thinking about how can you help people and always expect not everything, but really expect to give everything. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm an uh, intrinsic motivated person who is helping others supporting with contacts, with, with ideas, with concepts. And um, I do not expect anything um, back. So therefore, if you give more than you take, then you, you win. And for sure, second is listen, 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 and speak less. Because if you're speaking, you can't think and you can't learn. What are you curious about right now? Oh, that's, I think, my biggest challenge. I'm curious about everything. And um, I think... If I would uh, nail it down to three main points, I would say it's about AI. Uh, but AI really uh, from the fundamental perspective and not only what you can read in different newsletters from the marketing GD side, but really from the fundamental side, how we can yeah, make the world a better place through AI. There are various examples existing. I would say China. China for me, uh, despite all the challenges we are we are aware of regarding WeChat and the social credit system. I think China is a new cool and we can learn a lot of from China and the Chinese people. And the third thing uh, which I'm searching uh, after for the moment is purpose. So why, why do we exist? How can we make uh, the world a better place and how can we help companies to be part of it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when it comes to whether it's in, in the innovation field or, or more generally, do you have a favorite thought leader or author or influencer? There are many as well. Uh, so there are some cool influencers from, uh, from Instagram for sure. But I would say the one who really uh, touched and touches my heart and my brain most is Simon Sinek. Hmm. And for sure, his, his golden circle is one of the most famous ones. I think it's 50 million uh, um, views on, on YouTube or even more today. Uh, but really listening uh, to him, not in his official talks, but uh, in some discussions, uh, which are for sure on YouTube as well, it's really um, engaging. And uh, whenever I'm listening to him, I'm learning something new, which is fantastic. And yeah, he, he comes up a lot on this podcast. Uh, last cool. question, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in, in business? Um, I think in, in, terms of, in terms of data, um, I think there's an inflation of expectation to data. I think what's most important uh, for, for leaders is to really understand what the data should be used for. And I think senior leaders don't have this idea today and somehow might not 
dare to ask the question. And I think we need really need to uh, get the uh, get back to the point to to dare to ask good questions because the better questions you ask, the better answers you get, and the better the business will run. And the second, going back to one of the answers before, is really to spend more time with your target group, with your customers, with your consumers, to really make sure you understand their context. Because only analyzing data will never give you the emotion of consumers. And last but not least is, uh, again, with people. You have to hire passionate people, uh, not forgetting their social skills. They might be fantastic data scientists or data analysts, but social skills are so important and they have to be curious. Curious, if they're not curious, you cannot win with them. Hmm. Wise words there from Dag Parker, industry innovation expert. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.